0: In today's episode, we're going to have a conversation with American expat Billy Wark. Billy has traveled all over the world as a world racer. He's lived in 11 countries in one year, including Ukraine, hoping to make a difference. He's an exceptional leader who is now based in the Philippines, where he runs his online business, serving his clients in his home country, the US. In this podcast, we learn why Billy is also into changing lives He'll tell us about serving as a manager of a nonprofit where he has developed a mentorship program for the underprivileged teenage boys. We'll also find out about his mixed marriage and how this helps in his life as an expat. Finally, Billy shares his thoughts about racists and gives his advice on how to better appreciate other people and their cultures. Without further ado, please welcome my good friend, Billy Bork. Yeah, hello, Billy. Hello, Welcome hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello.
1: Pleasure to be here. Thank you, Dre, so much for having me on today. It's an honor to be here with you. Same here. So, first off, where in the U.S. are you from? Uh, Colorado. That's home. I spent, however, oh. I did spend some time, good amount of time, in Texas, and then over in California. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say for some reason um, Texas just stuck, got stuck in my mind.
1: Yeah, well, no, <laughs> I, I spent eleven years, I think, in Texas, and then two years yeah. out in California before coming to the Philippines
0: so you grew up in colorado yep. how was it like there
1: beautiful yeah mountains mm. uh, man i love i miss it unfortunately i moved out just as i was actually i moved out when i was 19 and i was just starting to have fun there but it is a beautiful place to be a uh, mm. lot different from texas i mean don't get me wrong the people in texas are great but uh in dallas it's pretty flat compared to colorado so uh, right. Pretty big difference.
0: Flat, flat. Like people are flat, or yeah, <laughs> the place is flat.
1: It's just <laughs> it's flat and hot. I mean, anybody's that been in Texas. It's a, yeah. in Dallas, anyways. It's it's not it's it's not Colorado, uh, so that's a big yeah. change.
0: So so why move to Texas?
1: Uh, went to school there. Went to school there. Eventually um, yeah. ended up becoming a nurse out there. Did did nursing out mm. that way, and then eventually I was did, you know went to California. For different change of scenery also, did some nursing out there and some other things out in California mm. also. But yeah, I did mostly, uh, that's where I worked as a nurse for most of my
0: time. Yeah, so you're a registered nurse mm-hmm. and um, how how for how many years have you worked as a nurse? Ooh, um,
1: I started in healthcare, boy, how was yeah. in healthcare like, um, I don't know, 10, 10 years, but I, as a nurse I think for like seven years. Um, mm. So
0: yeah, it was a good right. field. Not doing it anymore, yeah. though. But good field. Yeah, you're not. In in fact, you're uh, you have your online business. Yes.
1: Yeah, I've been yeah. doing that since I moved here to the Philippines. Hadn't done business before that, so it's been a learning curve. But
0: you know, it's yeah, it's, been, uh, it's working out so far so good. Yeah. So, what made you enter this um, online business? What made you decide to pursue this?
1: Oh uh, well, that I mean, that kind of leads to the story of how I got to the Philippines. Did you want to start there right. or?
0: Uh, No, we'll we'll reserve that a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Um, But tell me a little bit about your business. Uh, So the business that I have now, I've been kind of
1: exploring it. uh, Kind of fell into it um, a little bit. I mean, there was uh, some intentionality behind it, also, but just kind of it kind of came about. Um, I was exploring different options on how to support myself while I was out here. As before, like as we said, you know, I was doing nursing previously, and knew that, you know, man, there's, there's, a, there's definitely opportunities you can utilize, you know, being overseas and having, right. um, so started to get into some virtual assistant type stuff. Uh, and like I said, it kind of came about because somebody emailed me asking me if I could help them. It wasn't even me kind of going out there and looking for it. I just ended up talking with this guy. And before you know it, you know, we've got, I've got three people working for me and, you know, overnights in, in my office here. And, uh, Mm. just kind of jumped into it right that we were doing property management you know helping out with somebody with property management and then it kind of grew into uh other various different aspects of virtual assistants and so yeah i've been doing that for several years uh but i haven't really given it as much energy and time and energy that it probably deserves so but it's it's been providing our needs while we've been here so it's been good
0: So in a week's time, like how, how many hours do you spend in this, in this online business? Well,
1: right now, uh, very little for, for other reasons that we'll get into. Uh, but, but right now I've just kind of got it set up and it's been, um, kind of running on its own for a while. I've had, I have some people that's working for me. I have a few, have some clients that are set up and, you know, got all the system and processes set up. So it really doesn't require much of my attendant attention at all. However, Mm. This isn't where I want to stay, or where I want to. I want to grow uh, quite a bit bigger, you know, to meet some of our our greater goals. And so, it's going mm-hmm. to require further attention as we get into this year, so and next
0: year, and uh, kind of re- like put it in a renewed effort on it again. Would you consider yourself as a digital nomad? Because uh, you know that's a buzzword right now, like living abroad, traveling. Yes, uh, um, well, I mean, any... so
1: I'm somewhat familiar with the term, and I don't think I yeah. fall into it. Uh, from yeah. my understanding which could be wrong uh, but i think a digital nomad i think they you know correct me i think they kind of don't really stay in any particular place whereas myself i've been in one particular place ever since sure. uh, for the whole time so i've been here uh, a little over seven years now so i think a digital nomad but if you but more. if you
0: decide to if you decide to travel around um would that be a, a a big shift in your business no. would you have to change a lot of stuff
1: no 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 nothing changes Everything's right. everything's online everything's a very movable portable and it doesn't yeah. matter so that's a, it's a huge plus you know you do have to make some yeah. adjustments to like when you talk to clients and things like that you know it's my morning here mm. so but no it's great it's, it's a good business super good business i mean i think there's way more potential than what i'm currently getting into right now so
0: so what's the biggest challenge so far in your, in your business, in business.
1: Oh, yeah. you know, for me, honestly, um, for me, I, I had zero experience coming into it. Like I knew nothing at all like, about business. None of my family does any type of business. I didn't know anything about, I didn't, you know, do any schooling with business. So I, I just, mm. just jumped into the water and, uh, it's been a, a, you know, a big learning curve. You know, there's a lot that goes into a business and making it successful. And you have all these ideas, of What it's going to be, for example, like in the beginning, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to do everything," you know, "I'm going to do this yeah. and that." And then you realize pretty quickly, like, that's a bad idea. The more things you try to do, the, you know, you just doing, you just end up doing a crappy job in a lot of things, uh, as compared mm. to doing a great job in a few things. And so, so who's your mentor? Uh, I've had just different people that I've talked to over the years. Honestly, one of my mentors has yeah. been just like a lot of books, you know, a lot mm. of reading, a lot of great podcasts point out, you know, yeah, uh, you yeah, know, go, yeah. you know, good podcasts out there, really just a lot of learning and over yeah. the years and that, so that's made a huge difference. And of course, experience, there's nothing that can take the place of experience. So, uh, I feel a lot better,
0: still got a lot to mm-hmm. lot to learn, but, um, mm-hmm. it's getting better over the years. Sure. For those who are, um, thinking of pursuing this kind of business, what, what kind of books would you recommend? Is there Anything that comes to mind? like well, what's on top of your list?
1: Well, actually, I would have to say I'd have to make a plug for another podcast, which is quite popular. Uh, if I could, but like uh, the Entree Leadership Podcast, you know, you know, put out by uh, the Ramsey Ramsey Solutions, Dave Ramsey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. super, a super great podcast. Yeah, and and, I'm a fan. Yeah, and they will they host so many different people, and then the people that they host, you know, all their books that they put up there are really good. Um, right. So. But there's there's one that that comes to mind. Oh dang it! Now it's going to slip my mind. But there's so many great books. You know, like, um, you know, I mean, I mean, for example, I like start with why with Simon Sinek. You know, it's like you know, trying to figure right. out why are you doing this? Why are you doing this in the first place? You know, Good to Great yeah. by Jim Collins. That's another great book. Entree Leadership by Dave Ramsey. That's another mm. great book. Um, man, the one that I'm trying to think of, I cannot think of. But the list just goes. Uh, really on and on. I mean, and then you get into more of the practicals of the business. Again, Entree leadership is—they've got a book, and they really do break down a lot of the things that you need to success succeed, succeed mm-hmm. long term. Man, I wish I could remember that other book.
0: So uh, you mentioned about start with a why book. Um, hmm. So, what is your why? Well, you
1: know, it, it, that's a great question. So, so my why in the business. I mean, so I'm, I'm doing something else while I'm here, which we'll get into a little further. We'll, we'll at least touch sure. on. Uh, that's my main focus. But, you know, really, my why is really making a difference in other people's life, you know, using what I have to make a difference in other people's life. Uh, that mm. excites me uh, very much. So as much as you know, it's important to provide for my own needs, I really get excited about helping people, uh, you know, excel and do better themselves. And so that that brings right. energy to me. And so I would say that's part of the part of my why.
0: Mm. And speaking of making a difference, you're the vice chairman of Children's Garden, yeah. which is a nonprofit. You bet. You bet. Yeah. And, and you're also leading a second phase. So tell me about this and how you got involved in this one.
1: Yeah. So, so actually, these days, uh second phase of Children's Garden, they pretty much were, were combining those two. So, they, you know, kind of phasing out but second it's still underneath all underneath children's garden Se-
0: second second phase is phasing out <laughs> yeah, phasing out that's funny but
1: yeah it's, it's all underneath it so what it is it's just uh, so to tell you a little about that so uh yeah. boy i'll make it i'll make it brief uh, but back in 2011 when i was traveling uh, all over the world i yeah. came and visited the philippines for the first time uh and mm-hmm. yeah visited a home that is a home for former street kids kids that are neglected abandoned abused orphaned and um Man, it was just an amazing experience, and I wanted to stay mm. connected to that, and so I did. I stayed in contact with uh, one of the, the the staff there, and I came back and visited mm. several times. And then eventually, yeah. this amazing thing happened. I fell in love with that staff, who then became the director, who was the director at that time. We over yeah. four years. Four years took a long time. I wasn't fast. Right. Uh, and then I moved out here, two thousand fifteen, and I've been. Mm. I initially was helping out uh, with uh, with. Uh, helping that the, the the home for the older boys so the boys that are 18 plus because many of them are still for example one guy you know is 18 years old and, and you know, finishing up I think fourth or fifth grade you know so you know these guys mm-hmm. we got them way behind however there's another guy that's you know graduating this year 22 years old and he'll be graduating you know high school so so a yeah. big variety and so been involved with that for what seven plus years now. And uh, mm. been loving that, and so I'm married to the director of Children's Garden, and uh, it's been uh, that's a huge part of my reason for billing uh, for being in the Philippines, obviously <laughs> at this point. So, <laughs> right. and that's where much of my attention goes on a daily basis at the moment, anyways. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we'll get into this love life love story oh, in, in a bit, but but first, <laughs> I just want to dig into your um, work as a as a mentor. So, what exactly do you do as a mentor? Like, how many people do you um, inspire or motivate, well, I mean, so in, in the second phase, yeah,
1: so yeah. like I said earlier, um, uh, you know these days, you know, I, when I first came, I was really more focused on on the older guys, uh, for sure. Mm. Uh, these days' it, it's pretty much you know, we're pretty involved with with all of the guys that are in the house. so the boys are anywhere from twelve years old to twelve at the moment twenty two years old. Um, yeah. I do particularly still focus the majority of my attention on the older guys, and so, Man, uh, just trying to walk with them in life as they make, you know, choices, you know, especially as they're learning to step out on their own. And, mm. you know, our goal is to try to make them more independent. So, you know, so they're finishing up school. You know, we spend time yeah. with them. We try to make in you know, a family environment, you know, with them. But we also, you know, guide them through life, you know, some of the choices that they're making and help them work through some of those choices. And, and we provide them with education along the way. Uh and a lot of coaching, you know. Um and right. yeah, it's been it's been tough. Uh, you know, I've learned a lot over the past seven years. I think the person that's probably grown the most is me. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping yeah. they've benefited
0: also. Um, so it's it's a two-way learning, right? Oh my gosh. Like you're not only teaching them, but, but you learn so much from them.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been incredible. It really has been yeah. it, and it's a dream come true for me. Uh, again, that's that's my deeper passion. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's been great.
0: So being, being a foreigner, being American, being white, like how, how does this work? How, how does that affect your, um, your work as a, as a mentor? Um, what's, what are the challenges in that, uh, advantages, I suppose? Well, I guess it it depends (laughs) on the
1: country you're in, huh? You know, so,
0: so thankfully I'm in a, I'm in
1: a great country that, uh, you know, the big fans of America, so that, that, that makes things a heck of (laughs) a lot better. You know, yeah. I can remember when I first arrived here, though, uh, and man, it felt like everybody's looking at me, you know, like the, yeah. the just yeah. eyes were always like it was it was it really bothered me, actually. And and of course, I don't <laughs> and I'm not, not against them, but it's just, you know, I don't like that amount of attention, you know, yeah. and so it felt really weird. But the good thing is, I don't even notice it anymore. I, I'm assuming that still happens, but thankfully, I yeah, don't yeah, notice yeah. it anymore. I um, just got used to it. Yeah. And
0: oh, boy, yeah. I'm thankful because it me. Either that or you're you're looking more like a local. Yeah. <laughs> Could be.
1: <laughs> or at least hopefully maybe sounding a little more like one. Yeah, yeah, Not exactly much. much. <laughs> but uh but you know here in the Philippines, you know, there is some it, it's to your advantage, you know, uh mm. that people like Americans here, people are very uh hospitable to, you know, foreigners. I sh- I shouldn't just say Americans, uh but, mm. but most foreigners that are here, yeah, Philippines is a great country to come to. However, you know, there's still challenges course also especially with language uh, that's probably one mm. of the bigger challenges you know uh, and mm-hmm. sadly one that i haven't been very good at uh, resolving uh, but yeah. despite my have you,
0: have you ever you have you tried learning the language um filipino yes
1: tried yeah. and trying uh however <laughs> you know really i i should have gave it more attention you know when you come to a country and then you get going especially for example i jumped into this business right away And, you know, your time gets consumed and it's really easy to to not make that a priority. I mean, I was I've tried several different times, but if I'm not one that picks up on the language, some people are just gifted. I'm just like, man, good for you. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> i try not to be bitter about it but i'm i'm happy <laughs> that, that it works out for them you know like oh such and such has been here six months and they can speak and i'm like yeah. great um like a local <laughs> yeah but 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 um you know me i, I if i don't study i don't learn so, so so how are
0: you studying how are you learning the language
1: so i've had uh, i've had some tutors over time that i have paid for you know yeah. it's reasonable yeah. um and when i do it i get better and when i don't i don't but uh I'm 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 better, but still nowhere near where I need mm. to be, and that has been a hindrance. But thankfully, again, again, in the country that I'm in, there's a lot of English yeah. here, English English here, so England's England's <laughs> here, a lot of English here, so it doesn't sure. really uh, affect things too too much. But
0: uh, yeah, that, that's that's actually a, a question that I have in mind, um, because. English, uh, sorry, Filipino is a mix of Tagalog, Spanish, and English. Mm. Does that help or does that actually confuse you? Uh,
1: no, I would say, I mean, it helps me for sure. I don't think right. it helps me right. learn the language, you know, because I am yeah. able to, yeah. uh, I got a crutch, you know, I can use English when mm-hmm. I need it. Uh, but yeah. no, it's been, it's been great. I, I, I love it. It's, it's cool that you can travel around here and communicate with most people you know, mm-hmm. good enough to, to get around. And so yeah, it's not a problem at all. Right. Philips. So you,
0: do you know a little bit, you speak a little bit. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, that's <laughs> <Excellent>. yes. <laughs> that's about it. Which a lot of uh, my American friends would say, uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh, not, oh, which not, means no not, right uh-oh not uh-oh uh-oh it's uh-oh or, uh-oh or uh yeah exactly so <laughs> there's a fine line the intonation
1: is a gotta get that just right but yeah exactly uh exactly. what was the question again <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was no question okay <laughs> but I, I do want to backtrack a little yeah. bit um back to world race is ah. um yeah, I, I heard about World Race. Um, I think it's a great program for people um, who are doing the gap year. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of just going to one one country, they you, you've traveled um, in 11 countries, in fact. Mm-hmm. And how long was that ago? That was 2000,
1: 2000, uh, 2011. Uh, 2011 to two
0: thousand eleven. Right, right. So, and you were the team leader there. How was that experience? No, no, no. I wasn't,
1: actually. No, I was 100%. I was just on the team. Uh, when we were at Children's Garden, I helped uh, kind of facilitate the guys uh, that were coming mm-hmm. to visit children's garden. Uh, but I wasn't one of the yeah. teams, uh, but yeah, man, that was a great experience. They, there is a gap year program that you mentioned. However, what I was doing is not gap year, obviously gap years mm-hmm. right after high school. I'm definitely older than high school material here. <laughs> so, but doesn't show, yeah, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but man, that was a awesome experience. Now, most of the people that I was, I was definitely older. I was 33, uh, doing it compared to a lot of the people that were with me were in their like early to mid twenties. Uh, so that was yeah, different, yeah. but it was still cool because I had a lot of life experience underneath me. So, and I knew how awesome this was, you know? So yeah, we went three countries in Africa, uh, five in Asia. Um, and then however many's left over uh, three, <laughs> like I got lost, uh, but it's been a while since I've had to talk about it. But, and then three in like Eastern Europe Man, what a cool experience! Very eye-opening. Yeah, yeah. One of the coolest experiences ever. And uh, yeah, we backpack. I mean, back uh, backpack would be a little bit of a stretch, but we had a backpack that we used, and sometimes we did camping. Uh, other places yeah. we had nice, nice, uh, pretty nice place to set up
0: so what's the, what's the main goal of word, world race or world racer
1: uh, well technically it's a mission organization so you know the, the idea is that you know we're going out and uh, it is a mission organization uh, of Christian Christian faith and um, so we would connect up with other churches pastors or organizations and we would serve them mm-hmm. serve them in whichever way we can uh, in whatever right. they're doing so our job is to show up and to help them out in what works best for them it,
0: So what are those examples um, when you serve them or help them out? yeah. So, Um, I mean, does it include like heavy lifting of stuff? In
1: in the Philippines, it did. In the Philippines, it did. Uh, So in Africa, you know, we were, I mean, I remember we were in Kenya and we would go door to door with one of the pastors there and we would help them out. Um, And then in Uganda, we were teaching English in a school. In Mm -hmm. the Philippines, we were doing some labor. And then in the afternoons, we were going up and spending time at Children's Garden. And uh, just hanging out with the boys and we were doing outreach on the streets, you know, going out Mm -hmm. and hanging out with the street kids and and spending time with them. When we went to China, we were doing construction, construction in that location at an orphanage for special needs kids. Uh, From Mm. there, we went to, uh, well, I'm trying to think. And in Thailand, uh, we were working at a farm. We were harvesting. Oh, what was it? What were we harvesting? I forget right (laughs) off now. Uh, In Thailand. Yeah, in Thailand. You're working at a farm. and It was so cool.
0: Whereabouts whereabouts in Thailand? Boy,
1: I don't remember the name. Far from Bangkok. Uh, I think it was about an hour and a half or two hours northwest of Bangkok,
0: if I remember right.
1: But uh, I don't quite remember offhand.
0: What's what's your most unforgettable experience? I mean, in what country was that?
1: You know, that's yeah, that's the question that most people would ask. But but you know, yeah. they're all memorable. You know, um, the, each country is is is, a, is an awesome memory in itself. I mean, you know, yeah. you could say exciting. Like you know, we did bungee jumping in Uganda, so that was exciting. That was pretty cool. And then we did white you know water rafting there. That was cool. Uh, you know, right. in the Philippines, I is actually really neat, awesome memories. I got to visit one of the the kids that I was supporting for like. I don't know, 10 years or whatever, a long time. Really? Yeah. And so we got wow. to go down to La We took a plane down there and I got to visit her. She yeah. was with Compassion. That's another organization that helps support kids. And uh, I oh. was able to get that set up and visit her. And, and um, even to this day, I'm still in contact with her. So that was quite mm-hmm. a memorable experience. Didn't really, you know, when you sp- sponsor a kid and in, in, for example, in America, you never think you'll meet this kid. Yeah, and yeah, then he—it was just really cool to meet her and her family, and just to see the difference wow. it made in her life. So it was really awesome,
0: incredible. Yeah, and you mentioned Eastern Europe. Yep. Now that Ukraine is, you know, yeah. is in the headline yeah. every single day. Yeah, Ukraine, Uganda, um, and well, U- Uganda. What was it? What was it like? Ukraine, <laughs>
1: Romania, and Moldova. There we go.
0: Sure. <laughs> that's. Sure. Uh, yes. Where, where in Ukraine were you? And um, Khabib. I wonder Khabib, if that's. Khabib, Khabib. Uh, oh wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's now, Eve. I
0: think, uh oh, I think
1: that's is now that- underneath Russian control, if I remember. remember is right, that correct? Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a super great experience, man. We were with amazing uh-huh. family there. I mean, they were just full of musicians and, and really, really neat. Uh, we had an awesome time there. And I stayed in contact with them over the years, some, mm-hmm. uh, but I've, I haven't been in contact. Uh, Several years now. And then recently with yeah. the you know, I, I reached out, you know, when this war happened. Yeah. And uh they're they weren't really using Facebook much, but that's the only means I had to contact mm. them, I haven't heard from them. So I'm not sure I'm not sure what's going on with them right now. Yeah.
0: Mm. Tragic. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's, it's my gosh. Yeah, I don't I'd yeah. be curious to see how they're doing in the midst of everything.
0: Right. So in all these um travels that you've had, so how did it help you um decide on which country to choose? Um, to to live in or you know be based in permanently uh you know you know me I followed my heart
1: you know uh, and, yeah. and followed the love uh, again literally <laughs> literally followed your heart uh, yeah yeah literally followed my heart uh, you know but but it was it was love for the the work that w- was being done here and also the love for the person that was behind some of the work that was being happening yeah. here so those two things made it pretty yeah, they were probably probably the biggest factors for sure. but but man, it mm-hmm. it's so cool to travel. It's so cool to, to to go to different countries and I still love to do and hope to do uh, quite a bit more of it yeah. you know in the future.
0: So uh, you said you fell in love, you followed your heart, um, also followed your heart in terms of ministry. But how difficult was that? Like leaving your home country, you know to a place where you haven't lived for for a long time. I mean, you've been there, you visited the place, mm. you're familiar with it, but, you know, the idea of actually leaving behind family and friends. Yeah. Um, what happened there? Mm, you know, so I've been, i
1: I mean, I left, I left, I left family at 18, you know? So, you know, from there, I've just yeah. been traveling back, you know, once a year, you know? Um. So yeah. sadly, I'm kind of used to that. Um, yeah, yeah. And however, moving here, that is one of the harder parts for sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. cause, and then there was a time when I was living here, I hadn't been back in like three or four years. And so I've, I've resolved not to do that again. Uh, That's, that's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's not good. You know, um, especially, you know, families getting older, parents are getting older and man, the years are just flying by. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, it's been okay, but that is probably one of the bigger sacrifices, you know, especially as I'm, as I'm here and I'm with my wife's family. And that's always a mm-hmm. little tough, you know, because it's like her family's right here, and we get to hang out with her family. It's like, man, I go back, you know, once a year, and we hang out for like a week, maybe two, and uh, mm-hmm. you know that that's tough. Um, yeah. yeah, that's been one of the harder things for sure, and one of the sacrifices mm-hmm. that you make. But I, I normally try to get back once a year at this point.
0: So you've decided to move to the Philippines um, to be based there and mm-hmm. eventually start your business and be part of the ministry. Mm-hmm what were the first challenges that confronted you? <laughs>
1: There's so many. <laughs> uh, I mean, for me, I mean, the way I, the way I got here, like, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to move to another country. One challenge. That's already a big enough right. challenge in itself. You know? yeah. And then, oh, I'm going <laughs> to get married on top of that. That's another challenge. Okay. Right. <laughs> and then, oh, I'm going to start a ministry, you know, the whole nother side of a ministry, you know, and, uh, you know, and and take in boys that are you know challenging and and i've never done that before that's another challenge and and on top of that since i don't have enough i think i'll start a business and and so uh there were just so many challenges at first like even just i mean just the challenges back then of like trying to figure out how to get money and try to open a bank account like you can't open a bank account and like oh my gosh like and i was just involved in everything (laughs) And then the yeah, language. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting, it's fun, it's wonderful, but right. uh, it is, it was, you know, it was really pretty chaotic for me uh, in the beginning. When, when
0: when you said you've been involved, you you were involved in a lot of things. Yeah. Was that because you were too excited, or or you just had a lot of invitations to, you um, know, be part of different,
1: all of the above? I would happened. say. I mean, again, yeah. you know, if I was just doing like. You know, the, I mean, starting a business is no joke, you know, or trying to, mm. trying to get one going, trying to get that up and going that takes, you know, I had never done that before. And, and I'm still figuring mm. that out exactly, but you know, that's, takes a lot of time and effort, especially when you don't know what you're doing and starting a ministry is pretty much the same. Uh, yeah. so, you know, I was, it was really exciting, you know, especially the first few years, you want to do everything. And so, yeah, you know, I kind of set myself up but over time i started to, eventually i realized man if i'm going to succeed in any of these i need to start pulling back in some direct directions some different directions mm-hmm. so i did that and little by little you know life is it was just man a year or two ago that i can say that i feel like the dust is kind of finally settling so i mean it was at the yeah. five-year mark i've kind of heard that you know it's not until five years mm-hmm. where i kind of feel like you know things are kind of settling down now i'm starting to get it more clear vision of how to kind of move forward but it took it took mm. it took about five years before kind of things settled down and again i don't know if that was just my own chaos
0: you know just yeah the challenges yeah, yeah. or what so so how did you sift through all these you know options or things that you were doing in order to focus on um your priorities mm. <laughs> well unfortunately uh,
1: you know failure is a good teacher It'll teach you. Sure. Failure and frustration will uh, will yeah. teach you pretty quickly uh, what's not working. And then when you have enough of that frustration, you will you will resolve to fix it. And so you kind of learn. Yeah, that was my learning process. You know, it's like man, certain things would just be getting to me, and it's just like, and I realized that this, certain things aren't working. And yeah, you know, you know, people say the stay pay the stay the same until the pain of change is pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change, anyways. And that's a little quote that I just totally butchered. But uh, but, yeah, but it's true. When I do it right, it's true. It's basically just meaning like until the, the changing, the pain, you know, the pain of... Uh, never mind. Let's move on. I'm going to butcher that one. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it, it just took a while to change, you know. So um, I don't know if I answered that question properly, but uh, that's the best I got.
0: Yeah. So um, there's also a saying, never Never, ever, ever, ever give up, right?
1: Yes, personally never,
0: never, 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 never. I also butchered that one. It's so simple. <laughs> Winston Churchill. <laughs> yeah, never, ever, yeah. Yeah, but but how how do you how do you know that you know? Well, I actually have to give up now because this is not the right thing. You know, this is failure, and I just have to accept failure. You know how how would you differentiate just being persevering or being resilient about something to make it successful or? When do you know that it's you know it's actually time to move on and mm. pivot to another thing? Well, I would
1: say right. most
0: of the time it's not it's
1: – not, for me, it hasn't been – most of the things I have done haven't been stopping altogether something. It's been more pivoting. It's been shifting an approach. It's been changing how I've been doing something, uh, dif- taking a different approach, taking a different way. So most mm-hmm. of what I've done – there are times, don't get me wrong, there are times when it's like, this needs to stop and you could just kind of have to stop something altogether. Uh, but most of the stuff that I've pursued haven't been stuff like that. Um, most of the things I've been doing have been working kind of, but, uh, but uh, not very well in the beginning and have gotten better over time. I'll put it that way.
0: Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, let's um, let's go back to your, the love of your life. Oh, you know Sharon. So you've married one of my best friends, yes. Sharon Gersava, now yeah. Wark. Yes. <laughs> um, and and obviously, um, you, you come from different countries and different backgrounds. How difficult was that? Um, you know, Sharon's, I think it depends on who you marry, of course.
1: And yeah. I, I, I married somebody pretty awesome. So it's, she's made it pretty easy, I would say. She's, mm-hmm really awesome she's a she's a wonderful woman she's got a great perspective on life she's very healthy in mind and heart uh wow. and and in so many ways so man it really hasn't been too bad there are times you know when you get when uh you know in philippines you know you have a misunderstanding of language you know she'll be speaking english and she'll say that i referral i'm getting a referral i'm like what are you saying she's like i'm speaking english (laughs) referral and i'm like oh you mean referral and uh you know so (laughs) there's little stories like that um but honestly she's made it really pretty good and even even on the on the dynamic of family um that's been a pretty cool also how she's really you know and and for the Philippines and probably for other countries. Um, sometimes, if you marry a foreigner, you know there is a perception within the culture. Okay, you know you you're, you've scored big now, and you know and now you're rich. And sadly, uh, right, I'm still not right. rich. I'm waiting for that day, working on that day. But uh, it's yeah. not so true for me. Um, right. And you know, she's been very careful, very intentional, I should say, to you know with her family and her family's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Family is really, really good. Mm. But she has been intentional to like put certain boundaries in place and to to make sure, hey, you know, we don't got this unlimited amount of money. And she was intentional from the Mm. beginning. And I think that that helps out a lot. So I think she's made the process much better. Um, Mm. So,
0: yeah. And yeah, it's been pretty good. Right. So um, how do you manage conflict Um, in your relationship? (laughs) Well... (laughs) Do you just yell at each other? Do you do the silent treatment and then wait it out? Well, I wish you would have been here about
1: a week ago. You'd know, no, no. You know, I think conflict is conflict. You know, I mean, in any marriage, in any culture, you're going to have it. Um, Learning to be mature, learning to communicate, learning not to take things personally. Uh, There is cultural things for sure. um, Mm -hmm. But i had not noticed too many huge cultural things thankfully again the philippines does have a a good mix of you know asian you know and there's a there's an american mix in there so it does help mm-hmm. culturally i think uh compared yeah. to like maybe some other cultures where there's a pretty hard maybe uh, distinction um yeah but no yeah. i mean i think it's just a matter of communicating and not taking things personally and uh that mm-hmm. but that's hard that boy it's hard not mm. to get defensive sometimes but yeah, you know, that's marriage and welcome to marriage i think anybody that's mm. married mar- married uh, knows that conflict is inevitable but it's how you navigate it
0: right so any advice for those who are thinking of marrying someone from another culture or another race
1: hmm. well i i, I think it's I, probably true for you know i can't speak for others but you know, yeah. especially as you're coming into, you know, quote, unquote, a third world country. You know, I, I don't think is mm-hmm. the Philippines still considered third world. It doesn't feel
0: like it, man. They got their, their um, malls are It's politically incorrect. They say, OK, it's developing. Country. OK, thank
1: you. Thank they you very much. Don't. I am I am <laughs> way behind. Uh, so thank you for <laughs> correcting me my point. So whatever it is, uh, not yeah. the same as America, even though their malls are way better than ours. <laughs> you know, they've got some really nice. <laughs> exactly places. right.
0: But It's an oxymoron. But <laughs> I guess, you know, when you you
1: know, come to a country le- less uh, wealthy, I don't know, what do you want to say? There's always that concern. Mm-hmm. And I do think maybe it may- many expats would maybe feel that concern that maybe people right. could have alternative motives, you know, for, for the romantic relationship. And that's valid, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And so thankfully... Uh, In my case, you know, I had really developed a great friendship with with Sharon over the years. You know, it was four four years. I'm not saying you have to wait four years, but uh, you know, getting to know the 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 individual, getting to know uh, their family, getting to know their friends, and uh, I think that makes a big, big difference because I think that's a that's a valid concern for anybody in those type of situations. And so nobody, you know, people want to love want to be loved for, for, you know, the, the love, you know, not just because of, you know, the, the potential where that I could go. So I think that could be a thought that goes through expats minds. Uh, they have to work through, mm. but, uh, my experience mm-hmm. has been great and, uh, you know, it's, it's who you end up get connected to. So.
0: Right. Right. So have you surrounded yourself with other Americans as well in the Philippines? No,
1: I've not, uh, yeah. it, it, that wasn't, it, it's not really been intentional. It, it has to do mm. more with where I live. Um, I'm not against it, and actually, I would like yeah. it, and I'm kind of pursuing that a little bit more these days. Uh, kind of seven years in, yeah. I'm realizing uh, it's been harder to get some relationships because, you know, if you, again, if you don't speak the language and you are a foreigner, uh, you, you, it's hard. It, it, it makes it hard to build relationships. So, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm trying to reach out to some of the guys that are nearby, and and it does help a lot. You know, it, it's nice to have mm-hmm. people. When when it, you know when anybody goes to another culture, it's always nice to be with some people from your culture.
0: Right. And any regrets of being an expat? Hmm. No,
1: I can't. I mean, um, no, I can't think of any. I think it's been good.
0: But what is one thing that you'd changed if you had a chance to change that? Um.
1: You know, for me, if I could go back and like just really focusing on the language early on and, and yeah. made that a priority i i think that would make my experience here just so much richer and better yeah, for sure yeah. uh, right. because you know it does suck to be like in a group of like in a room full of people and everybody's laughing and joking and and you're just by yourself and you have no idea what's being said it's quite isolating you know and you know that's not much fun uh to be honest yeah, you know yeah. so yeah it's gotten better over the years for sure. And I do understand more, but that's probably one thing I wish uh, if I could change it and I'm working on changing it now. Uh, but yeah.
0: yeah, if I could go back
1: and change that, I'd probably change that.
0: Have you, have you experienced culture shock at all? Uh, you know, cause I know that um, a lot of people say that to prevent culture shock is to, you know, be able to speak or understand the language, but have you ever experienced, you know, major culture shock, you know, while living uh, there? I would say not so much, uh, for
1: me. Um, and I think this was I was holding this out for like my piece of advice at the end, you know, like if I, if I had a chance to give it, but I'll, I'll say it now, but yeah. I really do think it goes down to perspective though. Like perspective is everything, uh, you yeah. know, on, on, you know, how do you, you know, how do you take this in? You know, if you perceive things as, as how do you, how do you view it? You know, mm-hmm. cause I mean, if you're like, yeah, If you're, you know, for example, you know, a lot of the dangers that expats can get into, you know, like, oh, this is not what it's like in my country. And they're always comparing this country to to the country okay. that you came from. And that's just a real unhealthy way of doing that long term. And you, you can really get into that. But, you know, I like to always say, you know what, there's a lot of pros and cons to each country. Mm-hmm. And that's very true. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of pros to the Philippines and there's definitely cons. And so perspective is so huge. And right, and right. and and making sure you have a healthy, as you so you're able to move forward in a healthy way. So, yeah, I would say I don't feel like I've had that much culture shock. It's been okay. Mm-hmm. You know, just how you. How I was you actually going to
0: say I was going to make mention that <laughs> earlier, a lot of people move to another country for like a better life, mm-hmm. um, from a third world or a developing country mm-hmm. into a developed country mm-hmm. or a first world, if you okay. if you may. Uh-huh. Um, but in your case, it's quite the opposite. And the other interesting thing is that you're a nurse from the U.S. Right. who came to the Philippines, whereas a lot of <laughs> Filipino nurses yeah. are all over the world, you know, mm. um, trying to earn um, dollars mm. into just you know, um, which is which is very interesting. So mm. probably perspective is is there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. been. Been different. I mean, I understand why they would want to do that. You know, to to move to a more developed country. There's definitely, there is greater opportunity for sure, no mm-hmm. doubt about yeah. it. I mean, yeah. it is much easier to find a job uh, and pay. You know, there's there's some yeah. challenges and not so good things to go along with it too. But but you know, in the Philippines, that isn't you know, nurses. It's tough for a nurse here. Really tough, you know, for a nurse here. Right. Whereas uh, in America, they can do. I, it makes sense. I get it. I understand it. In in what way is it tough
0: to be a nurse in the Philippines? <laughs> the
1: to pay to start off with, yeah, uh,
0: it's pretty lousy.
1: And and then they work you. You know, I've I've known a few nurses. They really work you hard, yeah. and they put you in really yeah. difficult situations. And man, you don't get paid very little for that. Such, I got mm-hmm. a lot of respect for Filipinos, and you know the the many of the yeah. challenges that they face. You know, with that. So I understand okay. the, the the desire to to do better for themselves and for their families makes sense.
0: Filipina mm. nurses abroad are being discriminated against uh, even here in New Zealand, like they just treat it unfairly. Huh. What would you tell that person who would discriminate against anyone, um, especially Filipino nurses?
1: Boy, I don't know. Get over yourself <laughs> like you're not that great. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> seriously, like. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Like, I mean, it's just kind of dumb. Like, it, it makes doesn't make much sense yeah. that anybody that gets all caught up in themselves and thinking that they're something special. Uh, man, you know, especially people coming from the Philippines, the things that they've overcome, and uh, yeah, that's just such an arrogant way of, of approaching life, uh, man. And I feel I feel bad for that person whatever it is we don't hang around them (laughs) but (laughs) grow up (laughs) grow up yeah i mean seriously like you know get out and travel a little bit you know experience some of the world and realize just how good you had it all of these years and Mm. be nice to somebody because when you travel these other countries man it's it's amazing how wonderful people are to you and then you come to america america for example depends on where you're at in America. does a lot. Sure. Uh, But, man, we can be real jerks. Like, you know, if you're not Mm. from here, you know, don't know the language. Get out of here. Like, oh, my gosh, what is wrong with us? Mm. But the moment Mm. you travel a little bit and you get some of that experience, you realize, man, we are so fortunate in the privileges we have. And so that really helps mature you, I think. Uh, So, yeah, you know, people are people. And, you know, some people are better than others. I mean, not better, but um, how did I say, you know, have different situations
0: yeah. yeah i have to agree with you billy in terms of traveling the moment you travel it's like your world expands for yeah. your understanding of people um, is stretched as well mm-hmm. um, and you just have a better perspective in life absolutely yeah, yeah it is saying that those um, tell me how much of travel and how much you've traveled and i'll tell you how much you know yeah um, travel is just a an education educational um, one of, experience, one of the well. best
1: and man and when you have a chance yeah. to like you yeah, know get in with the people it because you realize i mean yeah i mean it's not just the world's not just your little world you know like there is yeah. a whole another world going on there and a whole another way of doing things and that are not wrong either you know and, mm-hmm. and it's such a enriching experience for sure
0: rapid fire question oh
1: here we go (laughs) here we go
0: all right so i'll um mention some words names and then you tell me what comes to mind the first word that comes to mind okay no editing (laughs) you only have two seconds to respond here it goes first expat uh foreigner (laughs) (laughs) lame (laughs) immigrants awesome uh yeah um great people (laughs) get it done (laughs) get it done yeah usa uh i miss it adobo delicious Mm. travel
1: exuberating
0: best food (laughs) not chicken feet not chicken feet what if it's adobo <laughs> uh, no still not not adobo <laughs> chicken feet either okay with with fingernails <laughs> <laughs> oh I haven't had that in a while <laughs> um culture ah uh, wow, that's a tough one
1: hmm uh culture um different but amazing depending on where you go yeah super great next one. Dreamland. Dreamland? Hmm. Wherever you are, make it that.
0: Ah, right. Very active. I think it's important. I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Right. Right. So I I guess it goes back to perspective, right? Yeah. Like changing your perspective to make it, you know, uh, a dreamland instead of yearning for other things. Yes. All right. Last two.
1: Donald Trump not a fan uh, yeah I mean uh again I don't himself personally uh yeah uh, but uh, you know that's all but politically it's a whole different conversation but uh, himself as a person
0: uh I, I've had better people that I like more I'll put it better okay yeah yeah speaking of people that you like better um let's end in a good note Francis Chan oh yeah, I love that guy, man.
1: Super, super, man. <laughs> super, super great guy, man. Through the years, been awesome. Um, yeah. yeah, amazing individual.
0: Yeah, for, for those listeners who don't know who Francis Chan is, <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, he's a bestseller best-selling author of crazy love um he's an amazing speaker as well yeah
1: amazing guy what what
0: have you learned from francis chan i I know that you've um lived where he lived or you hanged out together yeah 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 Uh,
1: spent spent a lot of time together uh percent authentic in who he is um man giver um super Mm -hmm. giver i mean when i lived in san francisco he gave me a car you know I, i literally gave me the car you know that he was using and to use when i was there you know I mean, he's been helping so many people along the way, very passionate about what he believes in and living all out, you know, childlike faith, man. And uh, he upholds that and is an example to, to so many of us. So
0: try to live that mm-hmm. here, and living in light of eternity, I would say, also. so Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. If, if someone is listening to this and thinking, oh, I want to move to another country for a better <laughs> life, what would be a piece of advice that you would offer this person? Wow, that's a... That's actually, I
1: didn't, you know, I didn't, I I didn't do that. You know, I just kind of picked up and went, you know, saved up some money. So I was like, well, it worked out. Um, I don't know if I would, you know, travel, you visit that place, spend time with the locals there, uh, you know, get connected with people there. It's so easy to do that these days. Also. I mean, unlike 10, even, you know, five, 10 years ago, it wasn't as easy. Definitely 10 years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would just travel around more. It would probably be one of the best things, you know, just get familiar with different locations and then uh, right. get connected with the people there. You know, we have, mm-hmm. you know, a- any place you go to, you know, you kind of have your your honeymoon experience. You know, when you're first there and everything's wonderful and everything's yeah. great. Uh, but you know, the more you know yourself, the more you kind of know what you're looking for. That'll help out a lot too mm-hmm. to see if that place is going to fit. Right. Uh, but you know, it depends on depends on the individual. Some people are really just you know jumping around place to place and you know i think if you're in that
0: that's pretty much me and uh being my wife yeah. we moved to new zealand without knowing about new zealand yeah. and uh um, again like oh it's a quiet country we love it make it your we'll group, make there. It your dreamland right? tomorrow there you exactly <laughs> thanks for that advice <laughs> so yeah it depends on the individual
1: yeah. you know yeah. and what what their intentions are for going to the country so yeah
0: yeah Hey, thanks, Billy, for being my hey, guest. And honor,
1: uh, pleasure. stay strong. Thank you. Keep in touch. we Will do. Thank you so much.
0: And to you who are listening right now, I'm sure you've enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you'd like to know more about Billy Wark and his work in the Philippines, visit their website, childrensgarden.ph. That's childrensgarden.ph. And why don't we end with this question? How can you make a new country your dreamland. Thank you for joining me today. I'm your expat coach, Andre Wilde. Until next time.